Hi everyone, Brother George here. Thanks for joining me for Bible Made Easy podcast. And a very happy Easter to all of you as we commemorate Jesus giving his life for us on the cross and celebrate his resurrection. Probably one of the most overlooked participants in the Easter story is the thief on the cross who Jesus pardoned in a dramatic last-minute repentance. Here's how the Gospel of Luke describes the event. Luke 23, 32-43 There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription was also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? seeing you are under the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospels of Matthew and Mark recounting the same story tell that both thieves initially mocked and insulted Jesus. It would seem then that this one had a last-minute change of heart. Crucifixion was an unspeakably brutal form of execution and most frequently used to punish and make a public example of political or religious agitators, thieves, pirates, slaves, or those who had no civil rights under Roman law. And yet, while experiencing cosmic, physical, mental and spiritual suffering on the cross, Jesus still had the welfare of others on his mind, tasking the Apostle John to look after his mother Mary, praying to his father to forgive his executioners, and pardoning this criminal. According to Luke, Jesus died soon after. How fitting that some of the last words he spoke to anyone were those of mercy and forgiveness to one who would seem to be among the least deserving. We don't know the exact nature of his crimes, but whatever they were, the authorities judged that they warranted the death penalty. And he himself confessed that he deserved death. What a difference between him and the other thief the one to the left of Jesus, mocking the Saviour, not repentant of his crime, and yet 
having the audacity to ask Jesus to do a miracle and release him from the consequences of his crimes, which was an up to three-day-long, agonizingly painful, slow deterioration until death on the cross. But the one on the right, regretful of his crime, not asking for miraculous intervention to save him, but rather only that Jesus would remember him when he comes into his kingdom. We are the same kinds of people today. There are the self-justifying, unrepentant sinners who fail to acknowledge God and yet are willing to receive the abundant blessings God bestows on us each day. Such people wind up separated from God in the afterlife. And then there are the humble sinners who admit they deserve nothing, but who place their faith in Jesus and find themselves in heaven in the afterlife. The repentant thief was guaranteed a place in paradise by Jesus in spite of not having lived a righteous life. He wasn't even attending a religious service at the time. He wasn't getting ceremonially baptized. He wasn't doing and maybe never did anything whatsoever to so-called earn salvation. He was just a nearly naked, wretch of a man hanging on a cross, being executed for his crimes in the most humiliating and brutal manner. The only ticket he had to heaven was his last-minute confession of sin and his decision to throw himself at the mercy of Jesus. And that is all it takes. The scripture is clear on this point. Our works don't save us. It's according to his mercy he saved us, as Titus 3.5 says. No doubt there are some people, like the prodigal son's angry older brother, and also the jealous vineyard laborers in Matthew 20, who question why Jesus would save such an undeserving person. But that is the beauty of the infinite love and mercy Jesus displayed at Easter. He said in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. How about you? If you're a miserable lost sinner, an outcast rejected by the world, then take heart. Jesus will receive you if you will receive him, like the repentant thief on the cross. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. See you next time.